Blog Talk Radio.
show tonight that we have uh, talking about the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost, uh, an essential uh, 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 thing for life. And uh, we're going to talk about the Holy Ghost and the Holy Spirit in such a way, I'm sure some of you will probably have never heard it talk uh, this way. And uh, and I probably shouldn't compare it like that, but I really really, really want to stress to everybody that tonight we're going to really get into this. And so if you have tape recorders or notepads, you may want to get those out as well as your Bibles because we're really going to get into this. And the reason why, uh, if I can get this record, the reason why this show, I'm doing this part two, is because of the need for power in our life, when I say our life, I mean humanity, there is an emergency, if you will. There is an emergency. There is an emergency, an urgency, um, crucial need for divine direction right about now on our planet. Technology is booming, and uh, money is is at a the love of money is at an all time high, and it's a whole lot of things that mankind has turned to, other than the power of the Most High. So this show is going to highlight exactly what is the Holy Spirit. What does it do for us? That's the bottom line for some of y'all, right? If it don't do nothing for you today, 
What do you need it for? What do you need it for? What are you talking about success? I mean, let's talk about stocks, bonds, money, how to make more money investing, et cetera, et cetera. If it doesn't help you and your children, many people would say, why do I need to know about it? I mean, really, why do I need to know about this? If it ain't going to help me, my husband, my wife, my job, bills, some people think that that is all we are about. Well, my friend, we are 13,000 times more important than just that. We are so much more than just bill payers. We are we live a life far, far, far more complicated than just these little mere things we do, like paying bills and going to the movies and, you know, we are spirits. That's what we really are. We are spirits having an experience in a body. We are not a body having spiritual experiences. And we are also, my friend, in a war with other spirits. If you don't know that, you listen to the show tonight and you don't know that. You it haven't been made clear to you. You wasn't raised that way. Or you just for whatever reason you just don't believe. I I I regretfully tell you you're living a lie. If you're not aware that we are spirits having a very limited experience in a body and that once we die, we continue to live, continue to exist, you cannot destroy us. We are spirits. And the Holy Spirit is a spirit sent from the Most High that empower us spirits. It leads us spirits. It guides us spirits. This is what we're talking about tonight. We're going to first establish the need for the Holy Spirit. Some of you still would probably say, I don't see why we even need it. I just don't see why we would even need it. So with you, we got to first establish the need for the Holy Spirit. Because some people think all we need is more money, more access to wealth, more, more rich friends. I need to travel a little bit more, need a better job, need a better car. Some people live a life that limited. I mean, I'm serious. There's people that that's what they believe. That's all they need. You know, I want to remind you (laughs) that Christ told the woman at the well who asked him for a drink of water, He said, woman, if you know who I was, you would ask of me for the living water when you will never thirst again, where you will never thirst again. That's kind of what people are doing today. They're asking for natural water. They're asking for cars and houses and bank accounts and money. All those things are needed. 
survive on this planet to some degree. On the on the physical level, you absolutely need those things. I'm not belittling that. I'm not on no poverty kit. So you definitely need a place to stay, clothes on your back, you know, money for this, that, and the other. I'm not trivializing that tonight. But my friend, in 2012, really since the planet has begun, we really need a serious insight into the spiritual realm to see just how much we are influenced by this realm. Like I said last week in part one of the Holy Ghost is absolute power. Millions testify part one. All you got to do is stick your head in the spiritual realm for just about four seconds. If you can just see into the spiritual realm for four seconds, come back and talk to me. You would not have a doubt in your mind that shows like this need to be discussed more than any other subject on the planet. The Holy Spirit is good news, my friend. It is the most powerful thing on the planet. The Holy Spirit is good news. It's the best news I have for you outside of the Father existing and sending the Son to die for our sins. This is the next best news that he sent power for his children to survive and to learn who he is. The Spirit reveals who he is. We'll get into that in a second. Scripture's talking about Exactly what the Holy Spirit was sent here for. So, how's everybody doing tonight? I didn't mean to jump into that so deep so quickly. Hopefully, everybody's doing well tonight. I want you to know, my brother Seth, they don't pay us to do these shows. I don't make a dime. I don't even have advertising dollars like a lot of other shows do. I probably should. I'm probably being a poor student, a poor steward, but I just haven't got there yet. So I make absolutely zero from these shows. There's no reason in the world I need to lie, fabricate the truth. I don't need crap from y'all that bad. I don't know to lie to you to impress you. And if we hung out and you knew my wife and children and everything, maybe impress you. There's nobody I'll be talking to tonight on this blog that that much of a need to impress that I would need to lie or stretch the truth. Everything you will hear tonight will be the truth, so help me God, as best as I can. Some things you hear, it's going to sound like cartoon, fantasy, but I promise you, I promise you with every cell in my body, it is the truth, so help me. So you're in for a treat tonight because we're going to talk about the real Holy Spirit, not this thing in church where people saying they made them run around the church and made them dance and, you know, all this emotionalism. That's just emotionalism. Now, does it belong in the church? Yeah, it's a part of us. And, of course, it belongs in church. But we need to stop. 
confusing the Holy Spirit with emotionalism. Holy Spirit is not going to pick you up and give you a dance, because if it did, all of us would have the same exact dance as I said last week. Holy Spirit is not going to move on you to run around the church, because if it did, all of us would be running around the church. These are things you feel good in your spirit. You feel good. You feel inspired to do of, of a blessing. It's already coming in your life, and you feel so overwhelmed. It could be a word you just got. It can be an answer to a long prayer, but you are happy. You're overjoyed with happiness. It could be something you know is coming in the future. And you're so overjoyed, and the music is playing just right, and you just get up and you do your dance, and and you feel like this the Holy Spirit moving you. But it's sometimes emotions can be so powerful, one might even confuse it with the Holy Spirit. But it's just it's still just emotions. We're gonna talk about what exactly is the Holy Spirit tonight, and what is it doing on the planet. You will see it's far, far, far from this. Emotionalism that we see in the church. No disrespect to those who, the Spirit, you know, they need to keep praising the Most High, keep worshiping Him with your dance and lifting up holy hands and and and, and just running around the church victory laps. Some people call it. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with it. I would never, ever in a thousand years, ever speak against that. Nothing wrong with that. Okay. I mean, serious, nothing wrong with that, folks. So, tonight, tonight, I'm telling you, folks, we really, truly need to pay attention to what's being said tonight. I would love to hear from y'all, just like the part one, we got some people that called in and said, gave testimonies of, of the Holy Spirit had guided them, and uh, one sister, how he, uh, one sister, about how, he had, how he had moved on the Holy Spirit, had moved on her to heal someone. And I say, I said he, but I don't know if we could call it a he. I guess the Bible calls it a he, but it, it doesn't have uh, uh, male or female organs, so I don't, I'm not comfortable with saying he or she. I call it the Holy Spirit. <laughs> But, uh, I mean, I do say he, I do say he, I just said it. But uh, as a rule, I don't know is what I'm trying to say. I don't know if that's more appropriate. But since the Bible calls it he, we'll call it a he. Okay, but just know it is a spirit. It doesn't, it's not a male or female. Anyway, tonight, people, I would love to hear from y'all. As I was saying, please call in. Because I'm just one person. Somebody may say, well, you mean well, Seth, but you really is biased, you're prejudiced, you only see things one way. I mean, that's what they would probably think. That's what they probably would think. So, again, if you're out there and you listen, you hear me, and you know that the Holy Spirit has helped you, led you, guided you, empowered you, gave you any of the nine gifts of the Spirit, be it the... Uh, a word of knowledge, we talked about that, a word of wisdom, uh, uh, working of miracles, the Holy Spirit move on you, and, and you got this might from on high, and a miracle was performed, 
People don't understand how in the world you did it, and they want to give you credit, and you keep telling them it wasn't me, it was the Holy Spirit. You know, if you've experienced this, please do not just sit there and let this brother just uh, carry this weight without your uh, part. Very important. If you're in the, if you're in the uh, uh, chat room and want to share, please feel free to just type um, type a question mark before and after your comment, and that way it will stand out from other comments, and I'll know you're trying to get a hold of me. So, again, folks, tonight we're talking about the most powerful force on the planet. There is nothing more powerful than the Holy Spirit at the most high have sense for his children. What father, as I said last week, what father would send his children into an atmosphere, a hostile atmosphere like the planet Earth, especially America, and not give them some type of protection? That's child abuse. And the Most High, who sees all things and knows all things, know that we need something to be able to understand, number one, what he is saying to us as a father, what he is doing with us as a father. He knows we need that spirit that that the Bible says in Second uh, Corinthians 2.11, and we'll read that in a minute, in 2 Corinthians 2.11, it says that the Spirit knows the deep things of the Father and has been sent here to reveal the Father. So the Father knows that we need to know who he is so we can have the kind of relationship that he wants from us. You know, because right now when you can't see this God with the natural eye, it's very natural and normal. Well, probably not normal because he made us to walk with him. But it's very hard, I should be honest and say, to continue to believe in something that the world constantly try to explain away in, in the colleges and even in some theological circles. They try to explain away the very existence of God. So, or the Most High, I should say, okay, because that name God was put in the Bible for me. I don't know the history behind it, but I don't want to get too much on what we call it. Then we missed the whole, whole lesson. That's why I say the most high, because he is the most high. We're not talking about Yeshua tonight or Yahshua or the Messiah. We're talking about the daddy, the father that sent him. We're talking about this Holy Spirit that Christ administered being sent at the, by the will of the father. So the Holy Spirit was sent by Christ, our, our, our top general, for sure. Christ said he was sent the Holy Spirit, but at the will of the Father. Some call him Yahweh, some call him Yahweh, some call him other names. I just call him the Most High. Keep it simple. All right? So tonight we're talking about this Holy Spirit. We're talking about this Holy Spirit. Who is he? Or who is it? And, uh, folks, I just want to start off by saying this. Just because you don't understand something, talk to everybody, 
on the sound of my voice. Just because you don't understand something, then you have been raised, uh, taught, you, you have been taught against the Holy Spirit so much to where you could never receive it because your parents spoke against it, your relatives spoke against it, your church spoke against it. And it don't matter what I say tonight. The Most High will have to reveal to you this spirit, this power. So what can I do tonight for you? Nothing. But I will ask you to simply listen. Like Paul told Timothy in the scriptures, Timothy, just consider what I say. Just hear me. And the Most High will give you understanding in all things. So those of you that don't believe none of this, you struggle with all of it, not a problem. Not a problem. Just hear everything. Hear what I'm trying to say. And then pray about it. Ask the most happy these things are true. Ask them to lead and guide you into people that know more about it. Now, tonight, I must admit something, and I'm, I really don't want to tell you all this, um, but I have to admit something, something wrong on my part, something not good on my part. A lot of what I'm going to share tonight will be things I've experienced in the past. I must admit, and I must confess that, I've allowed the world and my flesh and even evil spirits, you know, because we war with those three daily. And I've allowed them to have a bigger, play a bigger part in my life. Speaking of the world, the flesh, and evil spirits, they have played a bigger part in my life than they should as a believer. And probably every believer can say that, but I'm talking about myself tonight. And I still deal with evil spirits even to this very second. I still feel their presence. I still talk to them. I still bind them. I still cast them out. But in the earlier years in the ministry in the ministry that I've been called to, I saw a whole lot more success. And I can only attribute that to me just being uh Overwhelmed, like I said earlier, with the cares of this world, with with uh, with the my own flesh being out of control sometimes, and evil spirits being clever, constantly coming at me, familiar spirits, spirits that work through other people, and uh, as well as myself. See, you can have an evil spirit that I'm telling you, all these spirits, a lot of them, just like we have angels. The Bible says everybody. And, and and I didn't write this scripture down, but hopefully y'all know what I'm talking about. The scripture where it talks about angels have been uh, sent to those that be heirs of salvation. Angels have been sent to those who are heirs of salvation. In other words, those of us have accepted the the, the gospel. We've accepted the truth of who Messiah is, and we've accepted the Father into our hearts, minds, and Seek to obey him just as Christ did. Bible says angels have been dispatched to those people that are heirs of salvation. And uh, what's happening, what that means is 
we're salvation is a process. We're in the process of being saved. I mean, because we still have a bunch of lies in us, a lot of deception in us, and even ignorance in us. So we're in the process of being saved. So this is what we call an heir to salvation. These angels have sent to protect us. They are here to protect us. Angels can speak as well. And oftentimes, being a spirit, speaking to us a spirit, it'll sound like a thought. I'm being real. It's not quite a thought, but it'll sound like a thought. It's another spirit speaking into your spirit, spirit to spirit. The same way evil spirits speak to you, it's the same kind of voice, the same way the Most High speaks to you. Now, the Most High, if we follow him and we're submitting ourselves to the Holy Spirit, should be a much clearer voice. The Bible says, my sheep know my voice. So they're closer to the Father. And just like when you get close up on somebody, you can hear them better. That's the way it is in the Spirit. When you're close to the Most High, you can hear Him better. So I must admit tonight again that I can point back to things in the past, a lot more glorious defeats of the enemy. The enemy does suffer defeat in my life in some areas. Please know that. He don't just run my life, but he has got more success lately in the last 10 years than he have uh, in my first part of my ministry when I was called and um, was uh, in um, Church of God in Christ and was placed over uh, outreach there at Holy Tabernacle Church of God in Christ for a little while there and uh, then went on to Calvary, uh, downtown Calvary. Uh, Bob Nichols, some of y'all know who he is. These are uh, some of the highest points of my spiritual walk. And I'm not by myself. A lot of y'all, if I say, what's your highest point, you don't say today. We should say today, but we don't. So I'm not the only one. So I have to admit that I'm, I'm not happy about that. But uh, we are in a warfare, and it's not easy. Anything worthwhile of value comes with a price. So it is in the spiritual realm. You just can't get this kind of power. You can't walk with the Holy Spirit and hear his voice and be led by him and be empowered by him just because you want to. It don't work like that. You have to submit to him. You have to submit to him. You have to submit to him. And then our lifestyle, the Bible talks about the Holy Spirit being grieved, being grieved. Sometimes that spirit can be grieving. It'll depart you or it'll it'll kind of step back and let you do your own thing. So anyway, let's start off. Um, there's so many angles to to start out with this. Let's, let me do something I haven't done in a while. Let's just go ahead and uh, real quick, I'm not going to turn this into no prayer. I mean, just you know, offer up a word of prayer if you all don't mind. I got gotten away from this. When I first started this show, I used to pray all the time, but we've gotten away. Again, the world, the flesh, and Satan, we war with it. And it do win occasionally, but to not tonight, not tonight. So let's just go ahead and, and offer up a quick word of prayer with regards to this subject. Dear Heavenly Father, just want to thank you for your love, your mercy, and your kindness. Just want to thank you for who you are and what you've done for mankind. I want to thank you for sending uh, the scriptures. I want to thank you, Father, for 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 sending these books of the Bible. We know that it's been tampered with. We know that we're missing some books. But we just thank you for what we have and the clarity that's in them as to who you are and who the Spirit is. Father, tonight I ask you, I ask you that you would 
help us to see more who the Holy Spirit is, what it is doing on the planet, what it is doing with mankind, what is who is the Holy Spirit in relation to you. Help us to understand who is the Holy Spirit in relation to Christ. Help us to understand the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And more importantly, I ask that you help us to understand the need for this power, this the need for this enlightenment that the Spirit brings. Help us to understand spiritual warfare. Father, so many of us have just not been taught, we haven't heard, it's foreign to many people. I ask you, I come to you as Christ would, asking you for clarity, even for them, that we will all be that much stronger after this study. These things we ask. In Christ's name, amen. So we say Christ's name that just simply means we we pray in as Christ, we pray that's all that means. All right, and I meant that prayer, and I hope you all are in agreement with me on that prayer. We're very serious tonight, folks, very serious. Let me go ahead and read the show's description, the show description, where everybody will know exactly what angle we're coming at. Everybody will know exactly what angle we are coming at, coming from. All right, this is the show description. And this will give you an idea of what you're about to get into. Maybe you're in the wrong place. The title of the show is Holy Ghost is the Absolute Power. Millions testify. And this is part two. And I went on to type, let's see here, special show tonight. Proof that the Holy Spirit is real. And is absolute power. This is the planet's top gun. Nothing can stand against it. Again, we have proof. Went on to say that probably this is my most important message ever on Block Talk. Acts 1 and 8 says, Listen to the scripture, people, please. Acts 1 and 8 says, But ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost is come upon you. I put it in parenthesis, no emotional behavior, but true guidance and empowerment. Folks, I hope people are, are uh, really tuning in to, I hope y'all are really tuning in to what I'm saying. My heart is kind of heavy with this. I mean, I can't say it better than I just said it on my page description. We need to know, we need this experience. And we're going to talk about uh, a little later on how exactly do one get this power. How do you get it? Let's say at the end of the show, you say, Brother Seth, I see what you're saying, and I believe you. But I don't have this. I don't have it. And I don't know how to get it. You don't want to miss the end of the show. We will talk about how do you get it. How do you get it? And it's so easy, it will scare you. I'm not just saying that just to be talking. 
It's so easy. A child could not err on this one. The Bible always makes things easy with regards to taking advantage of things where salvation is concerned. This is a whole other part of salvation because this is a comforter, as one scripture call it, a comforter, a comforter. The Holy Spirit, my friend, is a comforter. Okay? So tonight, I need everybody to get your Bibles out and uh, follow me, please. So you'll know and you'll be able to write these scriptures down and you'll, you'll be able to share this with somebody else. Not that you need me to teach you anything. I'm just going to put this information in front of you. And the Most High is going to make this word come alive in your life. And I mean that. I meant that prayer praise. The Most High is going to take these mere words that I speak, and they're going to become what we call in the church rhema, which means this word takes on a living form. It begins to become a living form. You understand in a much deeper way. I said earlier the Holy Spirit is a comforter. The Holy Spirit is a comforter. If you will, first turn to John um, 14 and 26, John 14 and 26. And St. John is in the New Testament, and this is what it says at John 14 and 26. I'll just let me get wait for some of y'all to find that. But while you're turning, a comforter, a comforter, a comforter, how many of y'all, with what you're going through right now in your life, right now, this very second, could use some comforting somebody to say you're going to make it you're strong stand up this is not the end you're going to make it stand up be strong I know you can do it the most high put it in you to do it how many of you can use a friend that follow you around and constantly tell you that 24 7 well, this is what the Holy Spirit is doing. If we could, oh, but just hear his voice. The problem with the Holy Spirit in the church and in the world is people can't hear him. Lots of people know what I'm saying. They can preach circles around what I'm saying right now. But ask them, can they hear his voice? They can't. It's fuzzy. It's fuzzy. Else you would not have all these denominations. Else we, the church would not be so divided. Else the church will not be contradicting itself. We have different levels of hearing the Holy Spirit. Some of us can hear the Holy Spirit very clear, while others of us have to really work at it. So, tonight, tonight, we're going to talk about this Holy Spirit. I'm trying to just stall just a little bit. Allow some more people to come, but I think I'm just going to go ahead and then go and jump right into this. So, if you have your Bibles, like I said, John 14 and 26, you should be there. You should be there. This is talking about this spirit comforting you. 
Now, I know some of y'all, you know, you're thinking, well, I can't see this spirit. I'm not used to somebody telling me a spirit going to comfort me. I'm used to a man comforting me or my, my family comforting me, my, my mother or father or my, you know, brother or sister, but not no spirit. Again, these people, mother, father, sister, brothers, they can only go so far. They're natural people. And they are led, they are led most people are led by their the, the, the senses, the five senses, the see, taste, touch, and smell. I mean, that's all they know 24-7. These people have no clue about the spiritual realm. Folks, we're talking about absolute power. We have all kind of things going on in our world today. Let me just stop right now and establish the need. Because um, even before I bring up the comfort of uh, John 14 and 26, just hold that your finger there, and we'll talk about that in a second. But I want to establish the need because I'm not so sure we all agree on that we need this thing called the Holy Spirit, that we need this power, that we need this insight, that we need this thing that can enable us with these nine gifts, these nine gifts where we can get all types of secret knowledge just by listening to the Spirit. I don't know that we all believe that. I don't know that everybody believes that. So let me just kind of talk about the need for the Holy Spirit for a second. Many of you, you might help yourself. Maybe you have uh, a lot of financial things and uh, you've been blessed. You've been blessed tremendously. The Most High have smile on you where economics is concerned, and you're doing very well. You are the main people folks need to hear answer this question. And the question is, three words, are you happy? Are you happy? And you have to ask yourself this question. With all the attention that materialism gets, why are so many people that seem like the most people with materialism is the least unhappiest? I mean, is the most unhappiest. So all I'm saying is I'm not knocking materialism. I'm just saying I'm knocking looking at materialism to solve your intangible um Desires your 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 spiritual need. It does it, nothing in the financial world, the natural world, the physical world can feed you like as Christ called it that living water. Our children are confused today. They need guidance. We don't know what to tell these kids. In the white community. Black community, Hispanic community, Asian community, whatever community you come from, our children need guidance. The Bible says we're supposed to raise them up in the fear and admonition of the Lord. Many of us just raise our children up with all these toys. We make sure they got a laptop. We make sure they got clothes. We make sure they got all this. You know, we, we go overboard with the natural things that you can see, taste, touch, and smell. But we don't address our children's spiritual needs. And this is why a lot of them go in their room, hang themselves, and do all kinds of stuff. Some of them don't kill themselves, but they might as well because they're the living dead. 
They walk around, but something is missing. And I see it in, the, in people's eyes all the time. We are spirits, and what we need is a spiritual encounter with the Most High. That's the only thing that's going to give us that the Bible calls it a peace that passes all understanding. The second song that we played tonight called My Cup Runneth Over by Maddie Moss Clark, and then some of y'all didn't hear it, but if you get a chance when the show go off, go back and listen to the second intro song. The reason I like this song, it's been on my heart a lot lately, and that's why I'm doing this show because of that song. That song and other things, it, it, it inspired, but there's other things it inspired as well. But anyway, my cup runneth over, my cup runneth over is what the song is saying. And uh, it's talking about uh, Karen Clark Lee's the song and with her mom. Uh, actually, actually, it's not true. Her mom leased the song. Uh, and uh, what basically the song is saying is how... Uh, she was talking about an experience she had with the Holy Ghost. How it filled her cup. Her cup means her spirit. That's all it means. And lots of people say cup. They mean spirit. Her spirit was filled with this other spirit. And we use word like feel and, you know, overflow. We, it's just Again, when you're talking about something in the spiritual realm, it's very hard to put in natural terms. So we have to pick these uh, types and shadows. But the bottom line is we all need this overdose, if you will, of this Holy Spirit. And overdose, or uh, we need our cup over overflow is what the song was saying. Just let my cup, let it overflow, let it overflow. And that's what I'm talking about tonight, folks. Start to show off real, real slow. When I say real slow, I'm going to be choosing my words and talking real slow, and we'll just pick it up later because I don't want to miss. This is a very sensitive topic, and you have to really hit all bases for people to understand what you're saying because this has been a very spooky, weird subject, and folks have blown it off, and I don't want it to be that way tonight because I'm going too fast. But at the beginning of the show, again, this song that I played is what really one of the things that inspired me to do this show because it reminded me of a time in my life where uh, I, I know it reminded me of a time in my life where I felt the overflow of the Spirit. I still feel the Spirit from time to time. It inspires me from time to time. It speaks to me from time to time. I get knowledge from it from time to time, but it's not like it was in the past when I walk with the Spirit a lot more. And I remember those mornings because she said in the midnight hour in that song, that's, again, the second song I played on this clip, on this uh, show tonight, she talks about in the midnight, midnight hour, getting up and feeling this joy, this this joy. One scripture calls it unspeakable joy. Uh, one, uh, you know, these are what you call fruit of the spirit. Now, write this down for those of you that you know not familiar with this. I've already mentioned some called fruit of, the, I mean, a uh, gift of the spirit. 
Now I'm talking about something else called the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is when the Spirit dominates your life. Dominates your life. It is the characteristic of the Spirit itself. I'm going to say that again. The fruit of the Spirit is just like on a tree, the fruit is what the roots are all about. Well, the fruit of the Spirit, the characteristics of the Spirit are behaviors. It's um, These are the characteristics of the Spirit himself or the Most High. The Spirit is a servant of the Most High. And uh, this character is actually the character of the Most High himself. Now listen to the fruit of the Spirit, folks. This is what you feel overwhelming with. The song was talking about the joy that she would felt. And Twinkie Clark, the clock sister in the background with their mother saying, let it overflow, let it overflow, let it overflow. What they're talking about is Maddie Moss was talking about when she was born again and how she began to feel this joy and it was unspeakable. I know this might be over some of y'all's here, but some of y'all know what I'm talking about. This joy. This joy was unspeakable. And all she could think of was let it keep coming. Don't stop. This unspeakable, as the Bible calls it, joy. Means you just can't describe it. This, my friend, is as real as the air you breathe. There are millions of people that will testify and say, the brother is right. There is this unspeakable joy that mankind can have. This old is Methuselah. It's been here a long time. People come and go with it. Mankind don't always stay committed to the Father, and this is why you don't see people walking around. But they're out there. There are people that walk with the Spirit and that have this unspeakable joy. And tonight, I'm doing this show for several reasons. I'm I'm doing this show, it's really a therapy for myself to just reminisce and remind myself of just how good the Father is and and, and, and remind me what has happened in my life because in order to do this show, i got to bring up these memories. So it's really therapy for me and also it's a blow to the enemy. I'm talking about when I say the enemy, I mean Satan himself and evil spirits, which I know are real. Y'all may not. You may think, oh, that's just a bunch of, okay. Okay, that's where you're at. We understand. We respect, you know, your rights to believe what you want to believe. But many of us know that this planet is far more complicated than human beings and nature. So, anyway, let's just go ahead and continue to establish the need, the need for the Holy Spirit. I want to talk about the kids a little bit. 
the kids, our children, and I'm not just talking about 18 and under, I'm talking about our children, who whatever age they are, they come to the parents looking for answers. Why this? Why that? How come this? How come that? If there is a God, why is it? Why did this happen? Why does that happen? Why do you have earthquakes? If there is a God, why there's all this hunger in Africa? There is God. Why? Why is there evil in the world? I mean, it makes it look like God is just somewhere, you know, busy. And even though some of these questions are pretty easy, sometimes they're pretty hard. And even if they are easy, just because you say it's easy don't mean they're going to understand what you're saying and really understand it. So we need the Holy Spirit to move on us and speak through us. Move on us, speak through us. The Holy Spirit does have the ability, like any spirit has the ability to use us. Even evil spirits have the ability to use us. That's why you hear all these crazy crimes. Evil spirits have some kind of way gained interest into these brothers and sisters and have taken over their body and is using their body for Satan's glory. Vice versa. The Most High does the same thing. But the enemy comes to, Satan and his imps come to kill, steal, and destroy, whereas the Holy Spirit comes and the Father comes to give us life and give it more abundantly. All right? So, uh, Let's go back to establishing the need. Our children have a whole lot of questions, a whole lot of questions, and they need the Spirit. Now, I talked about last week something called the nine gifts of the Spirit, nine gifts of the Spirit, and I want to just briefly uh, hit that because one of the gifts of the Spirit is something called a word of knowledge, a word of knowledge. This means you're minding your own business, and the Holy Spirit moves upon you and give you knowledge that you didn't have no kind of way initially. Now, I know that's really hard to comprehend. If you think that's something, you need to listen to the rest of the eight. There's nine gifts of the Spirit. And this is what the Spirit do to our bodies, to take over our bodies. We give it course, access. We yield access because the Father has to have our will involved. He made us free more agents, which means even he does not force us to do anything. We have the power to choose. Now, what the Father has done is gave us this will, and as we will to the Spirit and say to the Spirit and say to the Father, I submit to your, your to your spirit. Lead me, guide me, protect me, protect my family. You know, very similar to what we pray earlier. When you begin to cry out to the Most High, and I mean, don't mean physically cry, cry. I mean just really pray. You seek His faith. He will answer you. Again, He will answer you, and He will answer you through His Spirit. Let's just say your kid walk up to you 
you know, it's a situation going in the house, and you don't know how to you don't know how to uh, have talk, how to talk to your kids about this particular very sensitive subject. So you go to your father, like anybody would, any father. You would go to your father. He is your father. This is all tonight, this show and last week's show. It's really just about a relationship with the father. It's, it's really, if y'all can just follow me with this, this show really is about a relationship with the father. It's just that we're talking about the Holy Spirit which is, like the Bible says, it is the spirit that knows the deep things of the Father. Okay? That's Second Corinthians 2 and 11, which we'll read that in a second. So anyway, um, we're supposed to yield to the spirit after you pray, and the spirit will give you what to say to your children and to your husband and to your wives and to your enemies. One scripture says, when you brought before your enemies, don't even think what to say because the Spirit will give it to you what to say. When you're suffering for Christ's sake, that is. You're suffering for something, for Christ's sake, something you've done uh, in the name of uh, worshiping the Most High, following Christ's example. When you suffer, uh, bear with me, I'm trying to. Okay, here we go. So, anyway, let's just go ahead. like I said, when you know, the um, Holy Spirit's job is to reveal the Father. I have to bear with me. I'm doing my three things here one time. I got my, my computer going. I got my um, notes here, and it's, I'm jumping back and forth. So bear with me. But anyway, the first thing I want to look at is uh, John 14 and 26. John 14 and 26. I'll read it. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost whom the Father will send in my name. This is Christ speaking. Let's back up and read this again. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things. He shall teach you all things. Well, why do we need teachers in the church? This is why the scripture said you have an unction from the Holy Ghost and need no man should teach you. So why do we have teachers in the church then? We have teachers in the church to bring up the up the particular message. Let me get that for y'all because some of y'all, I can, hear, I can hear somebody saying, what do you mean this unction from the Holy Spirit? Uh, first, John. 2 and 20. Keep your finger there in John 14 and 26. Go over to 1 John 2 and 20. 2 and 20. I know this is, you know, if you can do that. 1 John 2 and 20. I'll read it for you. You can actually just, I'll read this for you, okay? And then you can just just write it down and check it out later. 1 John 2 and 20. But ye have an unction. But ye have an unction, follow me, from the Holy One, and ye know all things. There's another scripture that says almost verbatim the same thing. It says that you need not that any man should teach you. Let me get that in some time. I, I quoted that one. I want you to think I made that up. 
It says you have an unction from the Holy Spirit and need not that any man should teach you. And that is found First uh, John 2.27. First John 2.27. If you can write that down, First John 2.27. I'll go through it for you. You don't have to turn. Keep your hand, uh, fingers on uh, John 14 and 26. Okay? But this is saying that you don't really need man should teach you. This is what the scripture is saying I'm about to read. But the anointing, those that are in Christ, that have submitted to the Father and his spirit, will have the anointing that I'm reading about right now. But the anointing which ye have received of him abideth in you. And ye need not that any man teach you. But as the same anointing teacheth you of all things and is truth and is no lie, and even as it hath taught you, ye shall abide in him. One more time. I'm going to read a little faster. But the anointing which ye have received of him abideth in you, and ye need not that any man should teach you. But as the same anointing teaches you of all things, and is truth, and is no lie, and even as it hath taught you, ye shall abide in him. Folks, you really don't need anybody to teach you jack. So why do we need, uh, why do we allow people to teach us? Why do we let the pastor teach us? Why do we let the apostle teach us? Why do we let the evangelist teach us? Because we can't hear the voice all the time. And the Bible says we're not supposed to be an island unto ourselves, so we're supposed to be in fellowship with our brothers and sisters. We're supposed to have a church home, so to speak, or we're supposed to be somewhere, and I shouldn't say a church because we are the church. I like to say the word assembly. We We are supposed to assemble ourselves with other believers. And when that happens, you are oftentimes are going to have someone sharing. This is why I don't really like the way the church is structured, where this pastor is constantly talking like he's the only one with any kind of spiritual intuition. I, I despise the modern-day church. I really do the way they do things. This is one reason I'm not a part of it. I choose not to be a part of it. In many ways. Now, I still fellowship to some degree, but I have issues with the modern a church because, again, all of us could teach. You need not that any man should teach you because you have this anointing. And I don't forget the first scripture, the scripture I read before that we said the same thing. So, Holy Spirit has been to this planet to educate us as to who the Father is. If the scripture just said it, you all things. What is all? All is all. It is a teacher. It will lead and guide us out of truth. It will protect us from the enemy. It will empower us to cast out evil spirits. The Holy Spirit does these jobs in a minute. We'll cover that in a minute, what all it does. Okay? And last week, what I'm trying to do is build. Last week, we talked about uh, what it does. 
We talked about the nine gifts of the spirit, the nine operations of spirit. You know, when the spirit comes upon you, how it will use your body if you allow it, if you yield to it, to uh, impart to uh, you a word of wisdom for situations, a word of knowledge. It's a big difference between wisdom and knowledge. Wisdom is a superior one. Wisdom is what to do with the knowledge you have received. But there's a word of wisdom, word of knowledge. The Spirit will a lot of times come over you and overshadow a person and allow them or enable them to be able to perform miracles, give them to power or empower them to perform a miracle. I know this is sound way out there, but I promise you, folks, there's millions that testify to what I'm saying. You can just go to YouTube and just type in miracles, miracles of God's power, and you'll be reading from now to next year. I mean, millions testify to what I'm saying. Millions testify that there is a spirit within, on the earth, all over the planet, that when a person yields to the Most High and they submit themselves to him and really seek his will, his word, his, we seek his will, by studying his word is what I meant to say. When you pay your dues and you submit to the Father, the Holy Spirit will lead and guide your life. And I just hate that there's so many phony, emotional people out there that have gave the Holy Spirit a bad name and nobody probably halfway want to pay attention to anything I'm saying tonight because it just seems so weak and watered down. Nobody believes anymore in the Holy Spirit because we all got things better. Most of us bank on our money to get us out of this, that, and the other situation. We bank on our money, on our Rolodex, on our friends, on our networks. You know, in the church, it's the biggest networking uh, <laughs> bunch of people you can run into. <laughs> like the churches, it's all about networking. You know, um, one one person said a lot of these ministers are just going from one city to another city, just <laughs> And I was thinking about myself, that's a good way to put it. A lot of these ministers are just going from one city to the other city, just throwing big parties the way it feels like anyway. But thank the most high for the ones that are not, the ones that are paying their dues and that do love people and are serving the people, submitting to the Holy Spirit and being used by the Holy Spirit to help this dying world. That's, if you don't understand nothing else tonight, you've got to understand the need for the Holy Spirit. Because if you don't think we need it, you don't think we're in that bad a situation, and you don't think the world is that bad off, then this show have no relevance. It has no value. But I'm telling you, our young people is going through some stuff. And I don't just mean, I'm talking about they're going through some stuff right now as we speak. They have a lot of things on their mind on their hearts. They need us, and they don't need us talking very shallow. They need us to be able to get insight from the Spirit and go right into their heart what they need. They need us to be sharp. Sometimes we, we love these our young people, and we want to help, and we even try to help, and we even keep trying and keep trying. We keep Some of us never stop trying. But if you don't have the Holy Spirit to lead and guide you as to what to say, you can have a dream and see every single thing there is to know about that team that you 
long strangers, you can ride in a road. And the work, one of the gifts, which I started to name them, I'm hoping I'm the same crowd I got last week, and that's why I'll probably go to this again afresh. But the Holy Spirit can drop on you knowledge, word of knowledge. What this means is you be minding your own business, and all of a sudden you'll know exactly what that neighbor child is going through that you've been trying to talk to forever. Or you know exactly what your son is going through. You just, you just know. It's knowledge that will come. You begin to start seeing it. It's like something will begin to start talking to you about what, how they're feeling, and you will all of a sudden understand. You know, you and sometimes word of knowledge, it's just it's knowledge. It's just knowledge that you didn't toil for. It's knowledge that the Spirit just imparts to you. It can be any kind of knowledge with regards to that team. Or it can be knowledge regarding yourself or regarding your boss or regarding your company. It can be a word that your company is getting ready to close and it saves you thousands of dollars. It can It's just knowledge that comes out of the clear blue. You can't beat that. You cannot beat that. But we have that kind of access as the people of the Most High. And I'm so thankful for the Father for that. We have that kind of power to where the Spirit will speak to us something. And nobody will, everybody be like, how did he get that? How did he know that? That's how it works, folks. It's just that simple. We are a powerful, powerful group of people. I'm talking about the believers, those that are pursuing the Most High and His will for their life. We are powerful people. My my problem or my concern, the reason why I'm doing this show is I don't really believe that all of us know that. And we walk around here like there is no answers, like we never had the answers, like we far from the answers when the answer is inside of us. We just have to hear, submit to that spirit. That's all there is to it. The same spirit gives us something called a word of wisdom. I'm going through the, the nine gifts, and I haven't forgot about uh, 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 definitely forgot hadn't forgot about um, John 14 and 26. We're talking about the different gifts of the Spirit, the different operations of the Spirit. Then we're going to go to the, uh, these are gifts that the Spirit actually impart to humans. And then we'll talk about some other things of the Spirit. But word of knowledge is another thing. And I don't want to spend too much time on the gifts because I did this last week, but I want to talk about some other things to do, like being a comforter. So I'm just going to hit these real fast. But you got the word of knowledge and then the word of wisdom. Again, wisdom is the keener of the two. It's it's a higher uh, to be able to know what to do with the knowledge that you got. It's much better than just having the knowledge. What do you do with it? Wisdom, wisdom, wisdom. Sometimes it's wisdom that you get from the Holy Spirit to impart to that person that you're ministering to, or maybe your brother, sister, husband, wife, neighbor, coworker. But you just they present a situation to you, and you're like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. So they present to you information, and you don't know what to do with information. Well, you need a word of wisdom. You need 
they need to know what should I do. It's not really a knowledge because they already know about the facts. They need to know what they need to do. How do they proceed? And it's not a whole lot of, they don't know, so it's not a word of knowledge, it's just wisdom. All right, again, what do you do with the information you have? Wisdom is needed there. Simple, simple, and plain. Okay? So then there is something called uh, a working of miracles. You're sitting up, you and your husband, and something happens. I mean, it can be anything. Maybe your husband uh, falls and breaks his leg. I'm just not wishing anything on anybody. I'm just saying these things can happen. And all of a sudden you're there and the Holy Spirit moves upon you because you're submitted to the Holy Spirit. And, and, it, and it uses your body all the time because you're submitted to the Father. And submitted to the Father is being submitted to the Holy Spirit. And so the Spirit move on you and you pray for your husband who just broke his leg and his leg is fixed right before your very eyes. Now, I know I'm probably going to lose half of y'all when I just said that, but I'm sorry I'm so sorry to tell you that that is true. I'm not sorry, I guess it's good news, but I'm just saying that would be a miracle. And this is one of the things that this spirit do. It empowers the believer to perform miracles. Not just not just, just for the sake of performing miracles, but where it relates to building the kingdom of the most high. So those of us that are in Christ, those of us that are pursuing the Most High, when things happen to us and our children, we have rights in this kingdom, in this new government. We're not a part of this world, even though we live in the world. Many of y'all have heard a thousand times from the pulpit in your home church, or if you don't go to church, you probably heard your grandmother say, but we're in this world, but we're not of this world. We live in an entirely different kingdom. We have a different set of standards. You listen to Five Smooth Stones. Tonight we're talking about the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit, the need for the Holy Spirit. Who or what is the Holy Spirit? What can it do? I'm Brother Seth. You just tune in. Uh, and you're on the phone lines. If you have a question or comment, please, please ask your questions. Share your testimony. Those of you that know what I'm talking about, you're bored, probably about to fall asleep because you you notice like the back of your hand. You're very familiar with spiritual warfare. Nobody have to tell you. Come eye to eye with the enemy. <laughs> they come eye to eye with you. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. You've experienced these gifts. Like last week, we got people calling in. If you're on the phone lines, you know this has been, uh, your, you have had one-on-one encounter with the spirit, uh, good or bad spirits. Let me know. Let us know. Because, Brother Seth, uh, a lot of people like to listen to me. Then other people, you know, they take me with a grain of salt, and they should. And they just don't know because they wasn't raised that way. Or they just 
they just don't believe. Some people were raised that way, and they never had it explained to them, so they don't believe either. I promise y'all, nothing tonight will be fabrication. This is one time. I mean, it never is. I mean, I, I never, I'm not one to lie on shows. I don't have no reason to. So I just want people to come away from this show tonight knowing that this Holy Spirit is real. He is absolute power. I mean, dunamis power, show enough uh, line from the Father into our homes by way of the Spirit, a power line. Just think of a power line outside right now, outside your home, your home. power line. It brings power. It brings power, show enough power to generate light and electricity for your whole house. To do whatever you want to do. That's what the Holy Spirit is. We have a direct, direct line to the Most High. And He empowers us with His Spirit. So you can be, like I said, with your husband or your wife, mind your own business. Something happens, you need a miracle. You need a miracle, and you need nothing less than a miracle. The Holy Spirit is that one person that can take over you or inspire you or move on you or control you. My wife don't like the term possess you or take over you. I do because that's exactly what it does. You're giving it the will to do it. I mean, you're willing your body when you say in the morning when you first get up, Father, have your will in my life. Use me. Speak through me. And you're listening, not technically with your ear, but with your spirit. You're always listening to what the Father is saying inside of you. Like Christ said, I do what I see the Father do. He didn't physically see the Father doing anything. He meant in his spirit, in his heart. Because there was other holy men, This is this is what they said. Something very similar. Following the Most High. Following the Most High. Moses followed the Most High. Elijah followed the Most High. Y'all bear with me. I'm trying to warm up some uh, tea here. But anyway, so you may be somewhere and you need a miracle. I mean, a show enough miracle. Somebody is dying, choking on something. You're at a restaurant and somebody's choking. And I mean, you need dunamis, power. That's what the Hebrew calls it. Dunamis. You need power right there on the spot. You can't wait another second. We have been equipped by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is there and can perform these miracles through us. Don't forget our angels is there for protection. Somebody say, well, what's the difference between angels and the Holy Spirit? It's very simple. Angels have been, like the Bible say, sent to us, those of us that be heirs of salvation. They have been sent to us to minister us. The Bible calls them ministering spirits. They do have a ministry to all people that are in the kingdom. That's the angels' ministry, us. We are their ministry, those of us that are in Christ. The Bible says it. you got to stick with the book. That's what it says. Now, what does that mean, a ministry to us? They protect us. 
I believe sometimes when danger comes around and you hear a voice saying, go here, go there, those are angels. I don't believe it's the Holy Spirit. It's what we get it mixed up. Angels are there to protect. They don't always know what the Spirit is doing, what the Father is doing. That's class A information. That's the Spirit's job to reveal the Father. That's what the Bible says. So let's go ahead and look at that scripture real quick. Um, let's go ahead and look at First John 14 and 26, and then we're going to look at Second Corinthians, how the Spirit is sent to the earth to reveal the Father. Quickly, quickly, quickly. John 14 and 26. John 14. I can get back to it. And 26. All scripture reading is from the King James Version Bible. And this is what it says in John 14 and 26. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, which means something you knew before. You already knew something, but you just can't remember it. All of a sudden, you need the information. It'll, the Holy Spirit is what brings things back to our remembrance. I know some of y'all, you might have forgotten something at certain, certain, certain times you needed it, and it come back up the Holy Spirit is who we credit that to. It says, and will bring all things to your remembrance. Whatsoever I have said to you. So when you read, you hear from the from Christ. Now keep in mind, this is in the old, this is the New Testament. Christ uh, is 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 uh, going to be with the Father soon. He's gonna the Holy Spirit is going to be sent from the Father. Uh, the Holy Spirit is going to come down, and uh, many of you know about uh, Acts uh, two, chapter two, where the Holy Spirit uh, was sent on the planet. Well, this is saying that. Christ is saying, whatever I've taught y'all is going to bring back that information. And today it's doing the same thing. It brings back what the Father, what what, Christ, what, what the Word has said, what the Word, what Scriptures have said, what the Scriptures have declared, and what the Father is saying now. So if we ever get a word from the, what the Father, let's just say, let me just give y'all a good example. Make, I sometimes like to make things practical. Well, stick. Let's say, the Father delivered you back in five years ago from um, fear of, I don't know, some fear you have. And you've kind of forgot that you actually was delivered, had a major victory over that, and now you're faced with the same fear again. Well, the Holy Spirit will remind you. It will remind you. That's all this verse is saying. It will keep you in remembrance of what the Father has already told you. Okay, now, having said that, let's switch over now to Second. Uh, I mean, excuse me, First Corinthians two and eleven. First Corinthians two and eleven. Listen to this. Okay, for what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him? One more time. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him? 
Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. And I want to just read one other scripture to you guys, uh, and ladies and gentlemen, I should say. This one is going to really, uh, this is something I want to share with you all that really is going to, let me just look just uh, get this one. It talks about how the Spirit, if some of you all in the chat room know where I'm going with this, go ahead and just have a brother out and type in. But it says, um, the Spirit knoweth even the deep things. I didn't think, I got a lot of scriptures, but I didn't think of that one just now. It says, Spirit knows even the deep things. Yeah, here we go. One thing about the internet, you don't have to tall for nothing. First, actually, that's what happened when you, uh, Okay, let's go back to 1 Corinthians 20. Access to the scripture right above it. See? All right. 1 Corinthians 2 and 10. 1 Corinthians 2 and 10. Listen to this. This is actually the scripture right above that. I should have read that first of all. As a matter of fact, we'll just go ahead and read 9 too. But it, but as it is written, I have not seen, nor ears have heard, neither have it entered into the hearts of man the things that God has prepared for them that love him. Verse 10. But God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. Here again, you see the spirit revealing things, revealing things. Again, verse 9 says, Eyes have not seen, nor ears have heard, neither have it entered into the hearts of man the things that God has prepared for them that love him. So the Father have this that he want to do for us. We don't even have a clue about it. It says it have it into our heart, nor it's just we don't even have a clue. But it's the Spirit knows. This is what I mean by the Spirit knows the Father. This is the difference between the Spirit and angels, and we're trying to make this very crystal clear. What is this Spirit doing on this planet? Why are these millions of people, what are these millions of people on the planet talk about when they say the spirit did this, the spirit did that? Are they full of emotionalism? Are they just drunk? Are they high? Are they tripping? Are they just super spiritual, spooky? Or is there really this spirit that's moving among mankind, revealing to us different things that is very deep? One more time. Eyes have not, nor have ears heard, neither have it entered the hearts of men the things which God has prepared for them that love him. But God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. Well, here we go. There's the main reason I brought the scripture up. For the spirit searches all things. For the spirit searches all things. For the spirit Searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. Then we run into our scripture. The scripture we read earlier, verse 11. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of a man which is in him, even so the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. Verse 12. I'll just go ahead and read that. 
Now we have received not the spirit of the world. I tell you that there is a such thing as the spirit of the world. Oh, that's what I was saying earlier. Now we have not received, it says, now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. That is a powerful scripture. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit of God, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. So the spirit's job we see here is imparting unto us gifts from God. Simple and plain. Which things also we speak, not in words, which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. One more time, verse 13. Which things also we speak, not in words, which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Verse 14. But the natural man received not the things of God. The natural man received not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. So those of us that are natural, that are not in the church, that don't understand what uh, what God is, don't understand his love, don't understand the Messiah, why he was sent to the planet, which is out there, you are called the natural man. Verse 14 is to you. It says, but the natural man received not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them. He can't know them. Some of y'all, no matter how long I talk, you just never going to get it. Because you are a natural man. It says, neither can he know them, he or she, because they are spiritually discerned. So if you're not in the spirit and walking by your spirit, you're not a spiritual person, this will appear to be foolish. But some of us know, millions of us know, that this is not foolishness. There is a spirit that controls us, leads and guides us from time to time, teaching us the deep things of the kingdom. Verse 15. We only have two more verses. Might as well read them. But he that is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is judged no man. Verse 16, last verse. For who has known the mind of the Lord or of the Most High that they may instruct him? Nobody knows the mind of the Most High. 
but we have the mind of Christ. This person we know. Anyway, that's just some, that will give you, uh, like I said, the main scripture we read there was to let everybody know, uh, verse 13, that the Holy Spirit is to reveal the will of the Father. That's the only reason we read that verse, those verses. The Holy Spirit is to reveal the will of the Father. The Holy Spirit is to reveal the will of the Father. The Holy Spirit is to reveal the will of the Father. If you don't get nothing else out of this little talk, the Father loves us, cares so much for us, and desires for us to walk with him like any father would. And he sent the Holy Spirit to us to reveal unto mortals, us mortals, who he is, what he requires out of us. It's just that simple. Please don't make it no more complicated than that. Yes, the Spirit is powerful in that it can it can uh, uh, impart unto us these gifts of the Spirit that sound like something from a movie. I mean, these gifts are supernatural power. But, folks, we live in a world that's supernatural evil. <laughs> and we're going to need this power. Let me share something with you all, another reason I'm doing this show. I've been having this dream lately, and it's not so much a dream. I've been in my spirit. Here we go to my spiritual thing. It's going to be hard. Let's see if you get it. It's hard to put in words what I'm trying to say, but I've been getting this thing about Acts 1 and 8, Acts 1 and 8, and not the whole verse for some reason. Not the whole verse. Acts 1 and 8, just where it says, but ye shall receive power. And I couldn't understand why I kept getting that. Some of y'all may know. But ye shall receive power. But ye shall receive power. But you shall receive power. And it just hit me one night. I, you know, I was talking to Arlene about it, but I, it just, y'all just have no idea where I'm at right now trying to explain this. Because I know how I sound. I sound crazy, but I'm telling you, I kept hearing those five words. But you shall receive power. But you shall receive power. And it seemed like every... Christian program I saw was talking about Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit. Then we went to service on Sunday, and this was the the sermon: how to be baptized or emerged in the Holy Spirit. And that was just confirmation to me that I was hearing the right thing. See, what's been happening is in my own personal life, there have been victories and there's been defeats. There have been promotions and there have been setbacks. The setbacks and the defeat are far more than what they used to be. 
and I don't feel the power. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about because you're in the same boat. I don't feel that power that I used to feel. I don't hear the spirit as much as I used to hear. You know, and I promise you, remember I said earlier, everything I share with you on this show is the truth, so help me God. I have no reason to lie about nothing, nothing, nothing. The Most High, through His Spirit, have used me so much over the years. I just don't even always, I don't even always tell nobody. Either people think you're crazy, or if they do believe you, they may be intimidated by you. But I promise you, I've seen so many people get healed, including myself, by just simple prayer. And I know it was the Spirit using me because I don't have no power outside of the Holy Spirit. I've discerned evil spirits in people and been a part of their deliverance, meaning um, the prayers that went forth for them while evil spirits were yet speaking through their mouth in another voice different than theirs. Uh, several people didn't have control over their body, you know, acting almost like they was handicapped, but just not quite that, just acting out of control, their limbs out of control. And I remember in several situations, these people prior to that was walking around like everybody's normal. You know, you would have never known that this was going on inside of them, and the spirit use moved upon me, and I was able to see, you know, something right. And, you know, ask the person, could we pray? That's always a good way to start, you know, addressing this issue. And after we prayed, these people just started flipping out. And I'm talking about regular, everyday-looking people. Now, many of you heard what happened in Miami. I mentioned this last week about the the clean-cut black man, nice-looking clean-cut black man that walked up to this homeless man, older, elderly white gentleman. Not that this color matters, but I'm just trying to make this all a picture in y'all's head. It's all over the news. And this man, this black young boy, I think he's about 25, stripped naked, first of all, before he did anything, he stripped naked. And tried to take the clothes off the gentleman. It didn't, it didn't work. I don't know what happened. But anyway, make the long story short, this nice-looking, clean-cut black man, I keep saying nice and for a reason. I'm trying to just let y'all know he wasn't some wild-looking, crazy-looking person. This, was, this, this could have been anybody that you work with, relatives, but he walked up to this elderly white street man and literally ate off his face. Literally ate, I mean, chewed off his face, just like an animal would. The guy's ear was missing, he had an eyeball missing, and most of his face. It's, it's, it's just like his sound. I kept thinking when I first heard it, did he bite him in the face? No. He literally, I don't even know how he would do that. I don't know how the teeth could do that. I thought animals could only do that. Many people blame it on drugs. Many people said he, he might have been, you know, experimenting with bath. Uh, 
certain things can come out of that. They feel like uh, a lot of weird behavior can come out of these these drugs that people do with bath salts. I don't even know how they do it. Then somebody say, no, it's this new form of cocaine where you get real hot and you have to take off your clothes. Well, if you take off your clothes, if you take the cocaine, if it was that, why do you take off the clothes of the other gentleman? But some of us, when we first heard this story, a lot of us knew immediately what was going on. So, folks, listen. This spirit is real. It will often move on you like it did with me several times over the years. I, you know, I can't even count how many people been delivered uh, through the most high working through me and then don't mention healings. And I mean, it's too late. It's already happened. You, you can't try to say, well, it already happened. How many of you argue with something that already happened? First person that I prayed for that was ever healed was myself. I stepped on a nail and the bottom of my foot was swollen from the nail. And I remember reading a book called Christ the Healer by F.F. F. Bosworth. I just heard T.L. Austin talk about how when he started praying for the sick, he, this is one of the most profound teachers with regards to healing on the planet. T.L. Austin have you know, prayed for thousands, millions, and seen millions, probably millions of miracles, honestly, millions. Make the long story short, he said what got him started with the book was the book Christ the Healer by F.F. F. Bosworth. So I said, well, I'm going to do the same thing. So I bought the book by F.F. F. Bosworth, Christ the Healer, and I'd be dog. Uh, I shouldn't say I'd be dog, but I mean, this book talks about the love of God so strong, so strong, that it just compels you to believe. And I remember reading that book, and after putting it down, I laid hands on my swole foot, the bottom of the word swole from where I stepped on the nail, and I prayed for my foot. And I remember it like yesterday. That foot went down in front of my eyes. I mean, it went from swole to not swole. I mean, it went from swole to not swole. You know how swole look, right? And you know how not swole look, right? It did it right before my eyes. Now, I was praying for the heat, and I thought just maybe it will stop hurting and everything. I'd be in walk, but I had no idea it was going to just everything just going to go like to me. That blew me away. That messed with my head. I mean, I, I believe God, but I just thought it would come a little different. And then I started praying for people. And then people started hearing about how God was using me to, to for people to get healed and People start calling me to pray for people. Brother Seth. Or they didn't call me brother Seth. They just say, Seth, can you pray for me about this right here? You know, and then start getting more. People are hearing more and more and more. Next thing I know, Holy Tabernacle, uh, Bishop Dan, I'm Bishop. Uh, I think my Bishop Dan, my old church is not that. But uh, um, uh, Holy Tabernacle, Pastor Sample, you know, I would go to the rest homes, and that, that gift would operate there, and people would start getting healed. And he heard about it, and he put me over out his eyelids for a while. What the reason he actually I'm not probably there to this day is because it, it scared him even. Because I would tell people, you know, God has healed you. Go to the doctor, get it checked out. When I started talking about going to the doctor, he didn't like that. It was like getting too much into their personal, and maybe I shouldn't have, but. I mean, hey, if somebody want to really know if they heal, I'm going to send them to go to the doctor. So 
Make the long story short, that made him a little nervous because the church might be liable. He said, some people go to their doctor, blah, 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 blah. You know, you're not a doctor, Seth. You know, although God's healing these people. I mean, people's getting healed left and right at these rest homes, left and right. We would go sometime and leave, and there wouldn't be nobody sick there. I'm telling y'all, it's got truth. Everybody came to the meeting, let me just say like that. We didn't walk around the whole rest home, but everybody came to our little meetings and might be 34, and nobody, we left nobody not healed. So anyway, and, I, and I'm telling you, it's not true. I wish I could tell you it's not true, but I promise you, I don't wish I could tell you it's not true. It's just, it's just true, folks. And I'm trying to think of one sister named Sister Melton. If, she, if you're out there, my sister, and you ever hear this video, I would love for you to go to the front page and just, just give them a, a big amen. Let everybody know that that, that is honestly got true. She was one of the workers there at that uh, rest home we used to go back in the day, Sister Melton. But anyway, folks, the Holy Spirit is real. It imparts wisdom. It imparts knowledge. And uh, just real quickly, I, I didn't want to do this because we did this last week, but some of y'all wasn't around last week for whatever reason. And you have no clue what I'm talking about when I say the nine kids of the spirits. I'm going to mention them real quick. And we're going to talk about some more uh, some more things, and then we'll wrap up. Okay, give us this beer real quickly. Uh, like I said, word of knowledge, okay, word of wisdom, okay, working of miracles is another one. That's a big one. Another one is prophecy. This is the spirit moves on you, and you have this ability to expound on the word of the Most High. You open up the, the book, and you can just see in the spirit. You understand about what it's saying, not just the future, but what's going on now. The gift of prophecy is no joke. There's another. It's saying, uh, I'm, I'm reading the spiritual gifts, First um, uh, Corinthians. This is for those of y'all want to know where these nine gifts are. 1 Corinthians 12 is where the gifts of the spirits are. Start at verse uh, verse number eight. Verse number eight. and it, actually verse seven. Verse seven starts off like this. I'll read this fast. But the manifestation of the spirit is given to every man to profit. But the manifestation of the spirit is given to every man to profit. These are manifestations of the gifts. Excuse me, manifestations of the spirit. Is given to every man to profit with all. So, some people call it the gifts of the Spirit. The actual verbiage is the manifestations of the Spirit. In other words, the Spirit manifests manifests itself through empowering you to do these different things. Okay? And it goes on to say, it's to everyone to profit with all. So, why do we have these nine gifts of the Spirit? But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. For one, verse 8, for one is given the Spirit. Let me just read this. I'm trying to go too fast and not reading this properly. Verse 8, for to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith, the gift of faith, to give the faith by the same spirit. In other words, spirit moves on you and you're able to just believe. It gives you this ability to just have faith. Okay? It's not your works. It's not something you muster up. This faith, according to verse 9, 
is something that the spirits enable you to do. To another, the gifts of healing by the same spirit. To another, the working of miracles. Uh, Miracles is not healing. That's just a miracle, you know, some dramatic something, and then the gift of healing is, is healing, okay? To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. This is the one I've experienced so many times. This gift. You know, it's what the, the you know, for some reason, most I saw in his plan to give me that gift. And I'm not saying it operates all the time, 24-7, but I have had it operate. And it's, it is crystal clear knowing without a shadow of doubt in your mind that somebody is housing an evil spirit or, you know, evil spirits in Rome. It's a, it's a very strong, strong gift. To another, diverse kinds of tongues. That means the spirit move on you and then use your your body to pray. It speaks in an unknown tongue. The spirit speaks in an unknown tongue. Uh, it prays in an unknown tongue, I should say. You won't understand what you're saying, but the spirit will take over your body. Sometimes people just start going off in tongues. And a lot of times they don't even know why because, you know, they, they haven't been uh, taught, but they submitted to the Father and his and his spirit, and uh, they don't even know a lot of time when it's. Let me just back up here. Try to do three things here one time. But what I'm saying is that it says verse ten to another the working miracles, to another prophecy, to another the turning of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues. When the Holy Spirit fell in the Book of Acts, uh, it. It fell upon men. It, it used their bodies to speak in a different language. And many of you know what happened there on the day of Pentecost. This is the feast day in Israel. Uh, people was there from all over, and they began to hear these common men, these men that was from uh, Galilee, because they said, are not these people Galileans? How can we hear every one of us, uh, our language? How, how is it every one of us is hearing our language spoke by these common people from Galilee? How do they know how to speak our language? They don't have colleges like, they don't have the kind of technology that we have today to where, you know, you can go online and learn. These Galileans were speaking the, the the various languages of the world as the Holy Spirit moves on them to do that. So this is what's happening, folks. Uh, the Spirit moves upon a person, like in the book of Acts, and they begin to speak in a language, another, a foreign language. But there's other parts of the Bible that says when you're speaking our own tongue, you're speaking directly to the Father. So you have got to understand that when the Spirit takes over your body, it's going to speak in an unknown tongue, and, and it could be speaking to the Most High, or it can be speak, it can be speaking to people. It can be doing whatever you want to do, whoever you want to speak to. You know, I would even say it's not even too crazy to say you might meet somebody that you don't know what they're saying. And it may be in life of this situation, the host may move on you and you speak in tongues and it be their language. This is exactly what happened in the book of Acts. But I don't know if the Holy Spirit just did it just for that one time and no longer, you know, I don't know. But I do know one thing, that the Holy Spirit will move on you and you will speak in tongues if you submit it to 100% to the Holy Spirit. Okay? And then the last gift, the last gift, I told you there's nine the last gift is this ability that the Holy Spirit gives to be able to interpret what was just said in tongues. One more time. 
the last gift of the nine gifts is when the believer is given by the Holy Spirit the ability to understand what was just spoken in the unknown tongue. Sometimes in church, I've seen this happen so many times. I got a dollar for every time it happens. I'd be very happy. But you'll see somebody go off in tongues. And, I mean, they'll go off in a language you have no idea what they're saying. They just sound like a bunch of gibberish. And then some other side of the church, after they death, will start speaking in English, interpreting what they just said. So, anyway, the Holy Spirit is real, people. It empowers you. It, 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 it leads you and guides you into all truth. It moves on you. Uh, in the Old Testament, it would oftentimes move on the Israelites, and they would actually be successful at battle. Yes, it was the Holy Spirit. Yes, it was the Holy Spirit. This Holy Spirit is what makes the regular, everyday, common person. It turns us into another Jesus Christ. You want to know what the Spirit does? It enables you to be a Jesus Christ. Christ said, the works that I do shall you do, and greater works. Now, if Christ had the Holy Spirit, if Christ had to have the Holy Spirit when he was baptized, the Holy Spirit descended on him. If, if Christ had to have the Holy Spirit to deal with Satan and evil spirits and spirits of infirmity and be able to heal the sick and raise the dead, if Christ had to have the Holy Spirit, if Christ have to have the Holy Spirit, what do you think we need? He didn't start his ministry until he got that spirit. He didn't start his ministry until he got that spirit. After he was baptized, that spirit came upon him. You want to know what is the Holy Spirit for? Look at Christ. You want to know what the Holy Spirit will enable you to do? Look at Christ. You want to know how long the Holy Spirit will be with you while you're doing it? Look at Christ. You want to know how much knowledge will it give you? Who it will reveal to you? Look at Christ. You know, Christ said this, I know over five times, I do what I see the Father do. I do what I see the Father do. I do what I see the Father do. Well, the Holy Spirit was sent to the earth according to the Scriptures. We just read Second Corinthians 2 and 11. Well, actually, Second Corinthians 2 and several verses there are talking about how it reveals the deep things of the Father. So, folks, I don't know how I'm hitting you with this, with me. Um, to be honest, it's a very hard subject to talk about. It always is. I'm probably going to have to do about five parts to it. I just don't feel like I'm hitting this thing as hard as I need to. But my thing is, one of the reasons I decided to do this, like I said earlier, is I felt like I had strayed um, from teaching and talking about the Holy Spirit like a lot of believers have. And we're talking about some good stuff, but we're not talking about the Holy Spirit. We're not talking about Acts 1 and 8 where it says, but ye shall receive power, but ye shall receive power. There's too many powerless believers walking around here. You know, too many inconsistent believers like myself that's not walking in this power enough to convince people that it's real. 
because until people see a demonstration of the power, be it revealing some knowledge that that people know you don't you're not supposed to have or wisdom or until people see a demonstration of the power, excuse me, sorry about that. Until they see that, we just out here another religious person. We might as well be any other religion. Just somebody say, believe me, because I say, believe me. So tonight, uh, I've got a little bit more to share, but I just want to just make sure we're on the same page. Folks, we always on this show, on Five Moves on, talk about what's going on in our world. We talk about racism a whole lot. We talk about the New World Order. We talk about the Illuminati. We talk about just what these wicked people are doing on this planet. And it's very overwhelming at times. Sometimes it's like, why should I even try? You know, we ain't going to be here no way. This earth is, you know, we just, it's so type, so much pessimisticism going on. It ain't funny. So tonight, I said, I'm not going to be one that be you know, talking about what the enemy is doing all the dogs on time. I'm going to share what the Most High is doing too and what he is doing by his spirit. So this is another reason I felt this urge to talk about the spirit. And tonight I'm not even 100%. Those of you listening to my show often, you probably can tell sound a little different. I'm not 100%, but I've got to get this word out. I've got to get this word out. It's like burning me. And the five words that burn in me is uh, Acts 1 and 8. But ye shall receive power. But ye shall receive power. So many believers I know have the Holy Spirit, but they don't have no power. So many believers have the Holy Spirit in their life. They talk about the Holy Spirit. They sing about the Holy Spirit in their churches. They talk about the preachers, the ministers are preaching about it, but they don't have no fruit. You know, I mentioned the fruit of the Spirit versus the nine gifts of the Spirit. And I mentioned the fruit of the Spirit. Matter of fact, let me just go ahead and give the fruit of the Spirit since I gave the nine gifts of the Spirit. And I think I'm going to do one more show. And this next show, we'll probably do it on Wednesday or Friday or something. But this next show is going to be nothing but testimonials. So I think I'm just going to talk about nothing but one on one encounters with these gifts as they've operated in my life, and hopefully I can give you dates, times, no names, but make it more practical so y'all can see a demonstration. Because right now I'm just a person holding the phone, talking to y'all, and you don't know if I'm making this stuff up or not, even though I said you know, all the things I said. So I want to just share with y'all specific specific details on the next show of different things that the most have done. I'm, it's a lot. Oh, man, it's a lot. It's so many so many things, and you'll say, "Wow, that was a now that was a miracle." But I don't feel like you should do your show just on on that first. You first got to lay the foundation, let people know that you're not making this stuff up, because people just have a tendency to, you know, blow you off. So, anyway, that's probably the next show that'll be, perhaps Wednesday. Well, tomorrow I have a show. Maybe I'll do it tomorrow. But normally we talk about racial matters or race matters. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. So tune in tomorrow because I may just go ahead and do part three tomorrow. But I want to talk about my one-on-one experiences tonight. I just want to get some scriptures out here and let y'all know exactly uh, what the scripture have to say about this thing we call the Holy Spirit. So let's do this. Let's look at uh, some of the uh, gifts. And I think next show, Lord willing, we'll also 
Most High Willing will also talk about miracles in the Bible. We'll talk about other people, not just my personal account, but other people, um, the different uh, miracles in the Bible that the Spirit empowered individuals to do. Okay, again, miracles in the Bible where, let's see here, bear with me. Trying to just pull up this thing about fruit spirit, but anyway, uh, we'll look at not only what happened, what happened in my life, just different miracles, but also uh, what happened with great men of the Bible. You know, from the axe head floating to the top of the water to Christ walking on the water, to to feeding five thousand. What exactly happened? What exactly happened? There is, I think, there's over three hundred miracles or something like that in the Bible. It's a lot. It's a lot. And I'm talking about supernatural things, I shouldn't say. Yes, I should say your supernatural things happen. It's over 300. So I want to talk about that next week. Uh, uh, well, tomorrow. You know, bear with me tomorrow. Okay, here we go. Food of Spirit. I do three things here at one time. Okay, fruit is spirit. If you have your Bible switch, you got to read this. Now, this right here is what everybody on this planet wants. Every single person, every single rich millionaire, billionaire, celebrity, common person, everyday people, everybody wants these fruits of the spirit. This is the reason people spend billions and billions of dollars to find, to get, to have a part of their character, the fruit of the spirit. Listen to this. This is a billionaire's list. This is what I call the good life. This is what I call the premium life. Everybody wants these. More precious than money. Galatians 5, 22 and 23. Galatians, uh, the book of Galatians 5, chapter 5, verse 22 and 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is, this is when the Spirit is dominating your life, this is the character of the Spirit. But the fruit of the Spirit when it dominates your life, this is how you'll be. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy. This is what you'll have. You'll be a part of you. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, which means the ability to just take stuff and not fold. You know, be tough. Be a soldier. Sometimes suffer certain things. Gentleness. Goodness, faith, I hope I'm not going too fast for y'all, meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. There is no law prohibiting any of these. One more time, listen to this. But the fruit of the Spirit is love. How many people want love? Everybody. How many people money for it? Everybody. Some people think it's the greatest force on earth, love. How many people want joy? What is the price tag people would pay to just have true, authentic joy 24-7? What about the next one, peace? What is the price for peace? Trillions of dollars are spent to have peace. Long-suffering. Gentleness. Goodness, 
I mean, it's just good people. Faith. How many people want faith? How many people, Bible says if you pray in faith, believe me, you shall receive. How many people you think would want faith if you can buy it? If I was selling faith, showing up on five faith, you pay me and I give it to you and you got faith. You can just believe whatever. If I had it to give away, what do you think I could charge people to get it? Millions. So always have faith 24-7 whenever you need it. Millions. Meekness, temperance. Against such, there is no law. This is the spice of life. This is what we want. We want the spirit to dominate our lives, to live through us, and when it does, these characteristics will be the believer. People will constantly say, you're so loving, you're so full of joy. Are you peaceful? Or they may say, they will just be blown away by these characteristics. Do you know people that have these characteristics? Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith? I don't. I know people that may have a little bit of joy. But see, what, what we call it joy, people are just, you know, propped up on, on things and they feel good about themselves because they got this thing and they smile because they got a raise or they smile because they the boss or they smile because they think they're, they're doing a little bit better off than, you know, the Joneses. But when you see that storm come in their life, the storm come in their life, that's when you find out what people made out of and you will see that they didn't have joy all along. They did not have joy all along. They did not have peace all along. They don't show they had no long suffering. They just folded with the first little, you know. So all I'm saying is the spirit, when it dominates the body, when we uh, allow the spirit to come in and dominate the body, it will, you will have these characteristics. Wonder what, what a wonderful combination of characteristics. This is nothing more than Christ walking around. And there are some people that are there. They do have these characteristics, just not many. So somebody may ask, in wrapping up this show, somebody may ask, well, Brother Seth, I hear what you're saying. I've been hearing it all my life. My grandmother talked about this. So you sound like my mom. You sound like my dad. You sound like my granddad. How do you get the Holy Spirit? How do you get the Holy Spirit? Some of y'all might have heard when you get the Holy Spirit, you know, you're going to speak in tongues. Others, if you heard, no, you don't need to speak in tongues, you know. It's very, very, very simple. I like to explain stuff and keep it very simple. If it was complicated, very few people would do it. But it's very, very simple. You receive the Holy Spirit just like you receive Christ. Just like you open up your heart and and trust the Most High as your Father Just like you would believe, that's how you would simply accept the Holy Spirit. And it would be a bad idea to say, Father, I open up my heart and my body and my being to the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is already in your life. But to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, we've been baptized into the church. 
There's three baptisms, actually. I don't want to confuse anybody, but there really are three baptisms. Baptism into the church. Baptism just means emerge. When you emerge into the true church, you know. So that's being emerged into the church. Then there's emerging into water. We know about the baptism of water. And then the third one is the baptism of power. So when you are, we're talking about tonight, uh, I'm assuming that most of y'all listening that are interested in being uh, in the Holy Spirit have already been baptized or you're already a part of the church, meaning you've already, uh, you believe in the good news for what Christ is concerned. You believe that Christ came to the earth, lived, and died, rose again, and uh, is going to return. You believe that, okay? So if you believe that, you're part of the family. So and it's it's just that simple. It's, it's a belief system. You have to believe. Ain't nothing gonna happen. You're not gonna feel no no certain way unless you know the most I just touch you. Like the, what I'm saying is, when you became a born again believer, somebody said accept Christ and you prayed that prayer. You just believed and you received it and you've been, you know, that's what happened when we first came to the church. Well. That was the first baptism, and then there's water baptism, and then there is this baptism of power, baptism of fire, some people call it, a baptism of the Holy Spirit, all the same experience, different names. So you simply would, like I said, would be a good idea to just, just talk to your father and ask him to allow or to send his spirit inside of you and open up to it. Open up to it means, you know, the spirit is going to, a gentleman, it, it has to be invited in. But when you get invited in, you know, you start praying, don't be shocked if you find yourself speaking in an unknown tongue. What some people do is they go a step further. They want they want to fast because, you know, fasting makes you closer to God, bring you closer to the Most High. Everybody should know that. Fasting brings you closer to God. That's why the disciples, when they couldn't cast out this one demon, they was out casting out demons and they ran up on this one devil. And the 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 the, the father who had had this demon possessed son brought brought the son to Christ and said, Your disciples can cast it out. And Christ told the disciples, These kind of demons right here come out only by fasting and prayer. There's some demons that won't budge no matter what you say. You can't run off every demon if you ain't fasted up and prayed up. So anyway, how do you receive the Holy Spirit? Again, I would just ask the Father, because the Holy Spirit is right now on the outside speaking, speaking, you know, but we have got to allow him on the inside of our bodies. We've got to allow him. Simple and plain. We've got to cry out to the Father and say, Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. That's the key. See, the people in the upper room, they didn't just get the Holy Spirit, you know, casually. They knew that they needed the Spirit to live by. They knew that the Christ had left the planet, and they knew that they needed some kind of power from on high to be able to make it without Christ. So they were seriously praying, everybody in the upper room. So, again, you want to just pray to the Father, ask him to fill you, and begin to just 
just start thinking and just accept that. Just accept, just like you did with Christ, just believe that you are filled with the Spirit. Now, i got to say this, and I want to wrap this show up. We in the church, the true church, know that we don't base things off how we feel because how we feel is totally, totally natural. We don't we don't base things off of feeling. We base things off the scriptures. If the Bible says, you know, jump up in three three times and you are uh, an apostle. You jump up three times and you're an apostle. We don't care what nobody else say. This is what we do when we go by the scriptures. The scriptures declare that the Holy Spirit has been poured out upon all flesh. Again, the scriptures declare in the book of Joel that the Holy Spirit has been poured out upon all flesh. So even sinners have the Holy Spirit in their life. The Holy Spirit to a sinner person or a person that's not even in the church is trying to convict them. The Holy Spirit's job would be to convict. You're reading the scriptures and hear often about the Holy Spirit convicting people, convicting, convicting, convicting. But the Holy Spirit's job to a believer is to lead and guide them and empower them because they are in the proper kingdom. The Holy Spirit's job to the unsaved person is to get them in the kingdom. The Holy Spirit's job for those that's already in the kingdom is to empower them, is to lead them and guide them. So again, how do you receive the Holy Spirit? It's by faith. How do you be full of the Holy Spirit? to where it just controls your every movement, I believe, is when you just constantly stay in the Word, you're constantly praying, and you're constantly making yourself available for the Father. You constantly keep, you know, you constantly talk about His goodness. You just constantly, in other words, be spiritual. And the more you're spiritual, the more of, how can I say it, the more control you give the Holy Spirit. The more spiritual you are, the more of your being do you give the Holy Spirit. The more spiritual you are with praying and fasting and, and talking to people, sharing your faith, and, and just as you walk with the Most High, you you just become, should become more spiritual. These people is what experience being full or like the songs say that I played earlier, let it overflow. Just let my cup overflow. Let it overflow. Let it overflow. Just like that second song I played by Maddie Miles Clark and the Clark Sisters. Once you start submitting and you'll be more spiritual, you're more spiritual, you're more spiritual you will begin to start experiencing some of the things that you read in that Bible. You will run into evil spirits. Now, people that are full of the spirit of the Most High, the spirit will start a fight with the devil. Let me explain. Let's say when Christ was full of the spirit, and y'all know he was full of the spirit. That's your example right there. And he would see the Pharisees and the Sadducees. He would say something to them. And it wasn't nice. 
because the Holy Spirit knows those who are real and know those who are not. And when you are led by the Spirit, that Spirit is taking over your body, and it will rebuke certain people, and certain people it will uplift because this is the Spirit of the Most High inside of you, which is grieved by these very people. So Christ was full of the Spirit 24-7. So you want to watch an example of what happened when you're full of the Spirit, watch Christ. Everything he did, he said, we can do and do even greater. I know it sounds crazy, things like walking on water and all that, but if you need to walk on water and the Most High want to do that, he can do it if you need to. But I don't know why you would need to. I'm just saying we got to believe, folks. What else do we have other than our faith? We got to believe. We got to believe. So, how does one become full of the Holy Spirit? By asking the Father to fill them with the Holy Spirit and submitting themselves by way of being spiritual. By way of being spiritual, you know, somebody wrote a book, "Good Morning Holy Spirit," and they treat it treat the Holy Spirit as though they, you know, they're a roommate. Not a bad idea. I'm not saying I go. I agree with that book and everything that book says, but. I do like the concept of being aware of your angels around you and being aware of the Holy Spirit to almost the way you talk to them. I love that idea. I love that idea. So once you pray to the Father to fill you with the Spirit, know that he's going to do that and look for the Spirit to guide you. Be sensitive. you got to be sensitive. you got to be sensitive. you got to keep listening for the Spirit because it's going to be speaking to us. So there's different levels. Everybody's not filled with the Spirit. They may have the Spirit in their life. They may have invited it to the Spirit in their life, but they're not open 100%. Let me do this. I want to uh, pick on somebody that let this come by the show a lot. Any, anybody on the, in, on the uh, phone line that have a question to come? I've been talking a long time. I need to rest my throat. But I'm not going to take a break because it's too late. I just want to stop, pick on somebody that listens to the show a lot. And see what they think of what I said so far. Have any insight? Have anything to add? And uh, that's Brother Gabriel. I think this is his phone number. I'm pretty sure I know. Should know it by heart. Erico seven zero eight nine zero three. Brother Gabriel, is this you? I'll pray to the Most High, the Great I Am. There he is. How you doing, my brother? Shalom. Shalom. Hey, listen. I wanted to ask you. You've been listening to the show, right? Uh, about an hour at least. Okay, what do you think of what I've said? Honest. Give me your honest opinion. Uh, can you be a little more specific? Uh, you know, well, what I'm saying is the need the need for the Holy Spirit. I, we first didn't hear this, but we established the need. Talking about different things, we need the Spirit to be able to share with our kids stuff. They're going through things. We don't know what they're going through. We don't know what they're saying. There's all types of evil around us. That's angels getting involved, really. Uh, but, I mean, the Holy Spirit in terms of understanding the Father, what is he saying to us, what is he doing with us, uh, to hear the Father, the, the nine gifts of the Spirit that he uses, we need to be able to, for sure, operate in those nine gifts of the Spirit as the Spirit wills, because those, those gifts of the Spirit is the power of the believer. That's like our little weapon, so to speak. Those are some mighty weapons, weapons like the working of miracles, uh, the, the gifts of uh, healing, uh, uh, word of knowledge, word of wisdom, uh, prophecy. These are powerful, powerful gifts that the Holy Spirit gives to us. And I just want to know what have, you, what do you, what, what, how do you feel about that? Have you, are you familiar 
with the Holy Spirit. I never talked to you about this, so I don't know which angle you're going to go on this. But are you familiar with the gifts of the Spirit? I'm familiar with the gifts of the Spirit, and I'm more have a greater understanding of what the Holy Spirit actually is. I'm going to give you something that's controversial from us, even the Israelites. The Holy Spirit is a feminine person. If you go to Genesis one and twenty six, yeah, but but that that that's a little that's a little bit off subject. I, hold on, hold on a second, because I, I don't. I, you know what I said? That because it gives you the understanding of how the spirit acts. Because if it's a feminine spirit, there's a soft spirit, and that's why the most I say, do not blaspheme the Holy Spirit. That's not you know that's the only thing Christ said. You blaspheme the Holy Spirit, such and such. You like you. Blessing the Father and Him, but the Holy Spirit. Why? Because men protect their women and their mothers. So, long story short, the, the Holy Spirit, her name is Wisdom. So when she, when you're dealing and understand it, you're dealing with her. And when you're lacking her, you are you dealing and blind. So without her, you are blind. Or let me say it for you: the Holy Spirit, you're blind. So without the Holy Spirit, our actions are incomplete. Nothing can be truly successful. It might get so far, but it always ends before it gets to the thing that we're looking for. Right. I like. I have heard that whole teaching about the Holy Spirit being feminine. But more importantly, like I was saying, is we live in a world where there's a lot of stuff going on with us, our self-esteem, and we need the Spirit to reveal the Word to us. What the word is saying, because that's another thing. Does it, it it unravels this mystery called the Bible? Because many parts of the Bible, you can't understand it. It's a code. It's a mystery. The Bible says that, and so we need the Holy Spirit to reveal that. Like for instance, you and I both know who the real Israelites are, who the real Jews are. Well, when I talk about that to a lot of people, they look like I'm crazy. But when I begin to start hitting those scriptures and saying Moses in Deuteronomy 28 talks about what the real Jews was going to go through. And in verse 46 of of Deuteronomy 28, verse 46 says that Israel is going to go through these blessings or curses forever, forever, forever. So if you want to know who a real Jew is, you look for these specific blessings or these specific curses to be upon a nation of people, and that is Israel. And, And so you and I know that, and we rattle it off like it ain't nothing, but the, what what really is going on is the spirit revealed that to you. Had to. Had to because why come so many ministers and bishops, a lot of them do see it. A lot of them do see it. But a lot of them, more of them don't see it. So we need the spirit to reveal uh, the word, and that's going to help us understand what's going on in the end time. That's going to help us understand who we are. That's going to understand, help us to understand what God is, what is he doing in our life. We just need the spirit. We need the spirit. We need the spirit every which way we turn because we're only as good as our relationship with the Father. You know, if we have issues with the Father, we have issues with the Father, we think he's against us, we think he's cursed us, we think he's trying to stop us from living and having fun, then we're going to have issues with life. No, a son can only be as good as his relationship with his father. A daughter can only be as good as a relationship with their father and their mother. I mean, both of them are going to be as only as good as, the relationship with their father and mother. So all I'm saying is, uh, and I'm going to wrap this show up, but I just want to just touch bases with you briefly and just 
see where you were there with that because we need the Holy Spirit in our lives. This is so, 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 so important. I think I'm going to do maybe one more show on this. And this show, I'm going to talk about what the Holy Spirit has done for me personally on a personal level. I mean, you know, the before and after, uh, different scenarios, what happened before, and then the Holy Spirit comes on the scene, what happened afterwards. I remember one time I got fired. Well, I was going to get fired. I lost a $100 bill. And uh, I thought that I was going to get fired. I mean, you don't lose money on uh, on the kind of job I had. But it actually was a supervisor that took the money. And so I remember praying, and I remember my boss telling me that, hey, nothing they can do, you know, he had to write me up. And he said something at the end of the interview. And what he said to me, I'm not going to get into it now. Y'all got to just listen next week. or We'll probably cover it tomorrow. I'll talk about it tomorrow, either uh, Wednesday or uh, Thursday, one of them. But he said something to me, and when I was leaving the office, I heard him say what he said again. It's almost like a little recorder went off in my head. And I believe to this day that was the Holy Spirit because there's no reason for me to to to, to uh, remember what he had just said. I mean, because he was telling me that they couldn't find a $100, that, you know, I was in trouble, basically. And he had rolled me up, and I would already signed. I was leaving his office. And then I questioned what he said. I, after leaving, I kind of stuck my head back in the office and said, what did you just say? And make the long story short, me doing that one little, obeying that little voice in my head, turned that whole situation around. Somebody ended up getting fired, and a whole lot of things happened. Somebody said, well, that just happened. No, that didn't just happen. I mean, I was going out his door. There was no reason for me to stop and say, what did you just say? But by me challenging what he just said and asking that, and I know it was the voice of the Holy Spirit, all I'm saying is the Holy Spirit will lead and guide us into all truth. You know, and I just believe the Bible says it will teach us all things. That's what we just read that. It will teach us all things. So make the long story short, we need the Spirit. We need the Spirit. We're talking about the New World Order. We're talking about what's going to happen to this country in a little while. We, there's all type of race wars they're saying, pending, they may come through. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know. And we need guidance from our angels that we have been given and the Holy Spirit that have been sent here to reveal the Father. We need, we need, we need that very bad brother, Gabriel. I mean, that's what we need because all this business of what do you call the, what's the proper name of God and what, you know, what do we worship and all. This is, this is how to do with relationship with the Father. He wants somebody after his own heart. And other nations have proven that's what he's about because other nations didn't always have the law and they made it. Some nations, they said, was just, some people was justified without having the law because they had this other law written on their heart. But they didn't know nothing about no Shabbat or what you call the most high. A lot of this stuff we do. They didn't know nothing about none of this. So that's where I'm at, my brother. Well, listen, I wanna, I'm not going to hold you. I'm going to go ahead and wrap this show up. Did you have a quick comment? Hello? Were you on the phone at all? You said what? Were you on the phone? I was listening, but I know you still. I didn't know I was still. Uh, you know. But uh, I guess one small comment. He won't. Well, hold on, hold on. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I got a bone to pick with you. Now I'm sitting up there all that time talking, and you wouldn't give me your undivided. 
I was listening, okay. but, you know. I'm not going to control you. I'm not going to control you. I'm sure, I mean, everybody, I mean, even me, I'll, sometimes my mind may wander, whatever. But go ahead with your last comment, my brother. No, I was actually, I was listening. I had put you on mute because I was in the car with somebody at the radio. So my point was, you said the most high want people after their heart. So he gave directions or statues and commandments to, to follow his heart. And some of those statutes and commandments were the day that you're supposed to set apart. And also his name and how to use his name and how to represent him. So that's how you no, feel. No, 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 listen. That's opinion, listen. Oh, I feel like I do this, so I'm not the most high heart. But if you read the scriptures like Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 9, he said the heart is destined to be wicked, and who can know it? He tries to reign. So long story short, if your heart is not after what is laid out by the Father, then you are going after your opinion. So the Bible says the law is for the lawless. The law was given to people that did not walk with the Most High. There's a difference between Moses, who walked with the Most High, and the Israelite, who Moses got something from the Most High to give them so he won't destroy them. There's a difference between Elijah and the Israelite. There's a difference between Enoch and the Israelite. There's a difference between Christ and the Jews, the, the Israelites of his day. These are people that walk with the Most High. You don't need a group of laws if you... That'd be like your daughter. You got a daughter? No, I got a son, though, but... Okay, you got a son. Hold on, 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 hold on. Let me just get this out. Let me please let me just get this out. You got a son, and your son got friends. Your friends got a book you wrote about you. Everything you like, everything you don't like, they got in a book. Not everything, but, you know, it's a book. A book, an autobiography of you. Son, know you. Do your son need that book? No. That's for the people that don't know you. The law is for the lawless. That scripture in the Bible just to confuse us and trip us. It's for people that don't walk with the Most High. That's why He gave them law. He gave them those laws, His statutes, so Israel would be a civilized nation, so that they would be blessed. But His ultimate was for them to walk with Him and not have a king. He didn't want them to have no king. He wanted him to be a king just like Adam and Eve. He wanted them to walk with this nation. He wanted them to all have a relationship, not just Moses. Other people could have went up there to the mountain and heard from him too. One man went up there. Other ones could have been able to cause the Most High to, to, you know, to talk to the Most High the way Moses did. So what I'm saying is those laws, Moses had more than the law. Your, Your Kids, your son's friends would have your autobiography, and they may talk about what music you like. But your son not only know what music you like, he know how you look when you singing your favorite music. He know what you like eating when you sing your favorite music. But in your autobiography, you didn't say all that. You just say you like the, you know, the the, the, uh, the Michael Jackson or James Brown. You didn't say that when you listen to Michael Jackson and James Brown. You like to enjoy a steak. But your son walk with you. He know exactly. So you can give your son's friend all kind of laws. 
They're not going to understand you. Laws don't make you close to the Father. Walking with the Father makes you close to the Father. You'll understand you don't even need those laws. Because if the Father say he don't like women acting like whores, then you already know that automatically means cover yourself. But if you don't know that, you got to just go by the little scriptures he talks about, don't do this woman, don't do that. But there's a whole lot of more laws in the 613 or whatever they got. Because the father had lots of things. Moses knew that, but Israel just was given a little fraction of what he liked. They, 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 and then again, really, it's probably not even that many laws. If you know him, basically, Moses probably can say it in one, Moses probably can give you three things the father don't like, and it would mean 613 laws. But if you don't walk with him, you got to carry around 613 laws. And Moses said, well, listen, basically, the most I just want us to, to, to live next to him and to love everybody, like, like it is said in the New Testament. Love your neighbor, love the most high, and love yourself. All the laws hang on that. Some people don't get that. They still try to make 613 laws out of it. And that's why when Christ did stuff like, you know, healed on the Sabbath, they stuck on the law saying, whoa, 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 hold on. Hold on. You ain't supposed to heal. Yeah, but you got to understand the heart of the Most High. That's the difference between Christ and the Israelites and the rabbis. Rabbis stuck on the law. They didn't understand the Most High. Christ knew what the Most High meant by those laws. But anyway, we can't get on that right now. We just can't. It's the end of the show. I probably shouldn't have brought up this. my fault. But we're talking about the Holy Spirit. And this is why you need the Holy Spirit, Brother Gabriel, and I need the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit shows you something deeper, the heart of the Father, whereas the law didn't go that deep. It was just something to create boundaries. Let's just say it like the way the Old Testament say. Let's not add none to it. It was a schoolmaster. It was just a schoolmaster, man. Okay. But now, brother, I gotta I, go. I gotta. I, no, 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 no. I gotta go. I just. I have got to close this show. We've been talking about the Holy Spirit. Now we're gonna get off on the law. I tell you what. I'll make a deal with you. Just, just so you won't feel like. Just so you won't feel like I mistreat you. Just, just, just so you won't feel like. So I won't be pushing you around or bullying you. Let's do this. I'll promise you. On the next show, it'll be tomorrow. If you want to call in tomorrow, we'll address it just for a little while. But I, I don't want to hold people longer. This show was over with at one with 34 minutes over. We cannot go no longer. But if you call tomorrow, I'll see your number, press one, and say, Brother Ted, like we somebody yes, let's clarify that up. I will promise you you got the floor. I'm just not going to talk about that long because we we'll have another subject on the table, but we'll, I'll let you address it. But I've got to sh- shut this show down, okay? It's cool, man. You know. All right, my brother. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate it because I, I just, I got to, I got, I mean, I, I should, it's my fault. I shouldn't have started something. Then when you go to comments and I got to go, it's not right. That's why I'm saying tomorrow, don't worry, you have the flow. Man, it is what it is. All right, my brother. I'll talk to you later. Thank you for calling, though. Yeah. All right. 
That was Brother Guy Ray, and I apologize there, but I shouldn't have brought that up. And then, because I know the brother really want to comment on that, and and but I just don't want to hold y'all. I want you to hate me because I know some of y'all don't want to miss a single thing. And uh, and uh, I've learned you gotta stick with this one o'clock rule. We're thirty five minutes over, and if he say something, I'm gonna want to say something. We're gonna be going on, 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 and he might as well just call tomorrow. And, and y'all heard me give my word that he'll be able to share. So that's what we promised the brother will do. It's just. That simple. I'm going to end out with a song called uh, "Overdose by the Holy Ghost." Don't let it blow your mind. Don't let it. Don't be too over. Uh, this is Karen Clark. This is a song I mixed up with earlier. She's talking about an experience she had with the Holy Spirit, and uh, you might not have this experience. You may not feel something run up your spine and all the stuff she's saying. But there are some people that give their body over to the Holy Spirit, and they really give their body over to the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit because what it wants to do once it gets controlled, it starts to pray in tongues. And uh, some people just so freaked out by the fact that they see their body praying in tongues, they feel all these feelings. But the little feelings they feel because their body is being, I know it's going to sound out there because we've been talking about knowledge and all this, now we're talking about some feeling in the body. But a lot of time when people know that they're being used of the Holy Spirit, like they get a word of knowledge, they'll they'll feel something, they'll initiate a feeling in their subconscious just because they're so happy that they're getting this word of knowledge, and they may feel something, you know. But I don't feel what goes up your spine is the Holy Spirit. Let me just say if I even play this song, so I understand what she's trying to say. But minus the emotions out of this, what she's saying is that her body was emerged, her spirit and body was emerged in the Holy Spirit. She was baptized in the Holy Spirit. That is all this song is saying. Don't let people tell you stuff like they felt like the hand looked the hands and the hand looked new and looked the feet and I've I've heard it all my life. I looked at my hands, my hands looked new. Looked at my feet and they did too. You know, I, I stepped in the water and the water was cold, chilled my body but not my soul. I mean, you know, all this stuff. This is just people and it's okay because they really felt these things, but it was just their emotions because of the realness that was really going on. And they need to focus on the realness that was really going on, the overpowering sense of love they felt, the 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 word of knowledge that they might have felt when this thing come over them or whatever they felt that the Spirit was doing to them where it lines up with the Scripture. That's what they need to sing about. Okay, that's why I like the first song by their mother when they said, let my cup, let it overflow. Let Just let it keep overflowing. It feels so good. When the spirit takes over your body, you know, you're going to feel good. And they, they, a lot of people equal uh, say it's, it's like being high. It's like being high. And lots of people say it's like being high because, you know, you walk in the Spirit. And remember they said in the book of Acts, uh, chapter 2, that the people acted drunk. So it does take control of your body, but what is it doing while you're under this state? You don't have, you mean, you you allowed it to take over your body, but what is it doing? It's speaking through your body. It's praying to the Father. The Holy Spirit is praying to the Father. Prayers have to come from mankind to the Father. All spirits need a body, so every spirit, including evil spirits, 
want to use your body for their kingdom. So does the Holy Spirit want to use your body to promote the kingdom of the Most High by praying through you. And sometimes while you're feeling drunk, it's healing your body. It's another thing. A lot of people get healed when the Spirit takes over. So all this being drunk and different things, people saying, they don't tell you that they end up getting healed. And I really wish they focused more on that than the emotional side. All right, here we go. Of Overdose of the Holy Ghost by the Clark Sisters. Good night.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.